pride is not the opposite of shame, but its source. True humility is the only antidote to shame. Failure is only the opportunity to begin again. Sometimes life is like this dark tunnel. You can't always see the light at the end of the tunnel, but if you just keep moving, you will come to a better place. It's time for you to look inward and start asking yourself the big question. Who are you and what do you want? No, these proverbs did not come from the Bible, but they did come from a very wise sage, Uncle Iroh, from one of my favorite shows that I've watched recently, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Let's get into it. Yip, yip. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. Have you ever been asked to do something that just seemed totally beyond you? Have you ever been in a situation where you realized that you were wrong? You would hurt people and it was time to make a change. It was time to make some amends. Have you ever judged someone that you thought was your enemy, but something made you reevaluate that person? If you've watched this show, you already know the characters we're talking about. Avatar The Last Airbender. A lot of people think it's a kid's show. It was on Nickelodeon, and it's kind of had a resurgence in the past few years because it got released to Netflix, and it's about to have a new movie. And one of my friends was like, hey, you should watch Avatar The Last Airbender. I was like, come on, I'm not into anime. He's like, dude, no, seriously. Whatever else you're watching, stop and watch Avatar The Last Airbender. And I'm so glad I did. It's such a great show. And I'm super excited about our guest that we have with us today. I'm excited to have Luke Dimian here. Luke, is, you might know him from the show The Chosen. Uh, he plays, oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Jesus? No, not Jesus. What's, uh, remind us this character's name. Who is it again? Uh, Judas. Judas. Oh, you're Judas? Oh. Uh, evidently, yes. Oh, I thought you were Philip. Jeez. Oh, no, of course. I knew you were Judas. I'm just kidding. I'm very happy to have you here. And when I first uh, saw you on the on um, on the Chosen, I thought you did a great job in that, that first episode you were in. And they had the interview with uh, Dallas Jenkins, the, the director, afterwards. And you, they, you were, they were kind of joking with you and messing with you a little bit about what a nerd you were. And you had your Star Wars posters. Like, yeah, and I'm into anime. And I was like, he needs to be on my show. I want to reach out to him. And immediately you were like, yeah, I want to talk about nerdy, geeky things. And we, we settled on Avatar. So I think you're in for a treat today. I'm super excited to talk with Luke. And I'm excited to talk about this show. Before we get too into it, I want to tell you about Pop Culture Catechism. You can go to popculturecatechism.com and become a patron of this show and support this show and help the studio run and everything that happens here at Awaken Catholic. And also you get some perks. There's six giving levels. Each one has a certain level of perks. So pick something that fits with your budget, something that fits with your tithe. And uh, that would be great. We would love to have you contribute and be a part of our show. And also you get exclusive content that nobody else gets. So after each episode, after this episode, if you're a patron, you can go into the Awaken app and go to the Pop Culture Catechism community and there will be bonus content for this episode. We're going to talk about ships and relationships and who should have ended up with who in this show. So you can go there. And if you're not a patron yet, what are you waiting for? Go to popculturecatechism.com, choose a level and please help us out. It would be awesome. Also, I post a lot of my talks there. I am a speaker and I, I travel around and talk to a lot of different people about faith and faith topics. And I always record my talks and they're available there only for patrons of this show. Speaking of the Awaken app, 
go to theawakenapp.io and you not only get access as a patron to all the things that patrons are uh, entitled to, but even if you're not a patron, the, the app has lots of free features. There's uh, a prayer section with lots of Catholic prayers. There are uh, a place, there's a, a, a Christian music library as part of it. There's just a community there of like-minded Catholics and Christians that you can talk with, ask them to pray for you. And also it's a hub for all the shows on Awaken Catholic, like this show and the other great shows that we produce. So, and of course you can always just share this show with someone, take a screenshot, like subscribe, share it on social media. If it touches you, if you're a fan of avatar, the last airbender, uh, those are all ways that you can help us. And thank you so much to our patrons who make this show possible. But before we get into it, I need to tell you about popculturecatechism.com where you can become a patron of this show, just like our patrons right now. Thank you to all our patrons, especially Lisa and Bob Tenney, Stephen, Maggie Hubbard, Jacqueline and Ryan Olivet, Carl and Melissa Gore, Tom and Emily Camberiati, and Rob Smith. They and all our patrons get access to exclusive content, talks by me and other show hosts, uh, and uh, you know, pick one of the six tiers of giving at popculturecatechism.com, and uh, you get lots of perks and access to that community, including our conversation. All right. Let's talk about Avatar. You ready, Luke? Oh my goodness. I was born ready. Okay. So uh, just if you don't know this show, you might be like me and you might think that this is just some silly Nickelodeon kids show. And boy, was I wrong? Like I could not stop watching this. The the depth of the themes, like in my opinion, it's like up there with like Lord of the Rings, Narnia, Harry Potter. This show is amazing yeah did you watch it recently i watched it for the first time like not even a year ago yeah just because a friend kept bugging me so uh i mean it definitely came uh something that i've uh really enjoyed about the recent uh surgeon of streaming services that Mm -hmm. i didn't realize uh earlier that a lot i I have a lot of like film nerd friends and a lot of pop culture friends Uh that we like to talk a lot about and there's been this recent uh topic of reboots and everything and people are like oh remakes and things and all this stuff uh and the streaming service industry and how it's kind of hurting movies and stuff i i I don't usually uh lay on those negative topics too much especially when it comes to the film industry because i always look at it as like such a booming and beautiful amalgamation of imagination like if you want more stuff people are making stuff it's always out there Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. streaming service streaming services like Hulu, Netflix have kind of given really good shows, new life with newer audiences. Like I didn't realize how much, how many people hadn't seen Avatar Mm -hmm. before it came onto Netflix. Yeah. The amount of new fans and new people who came on was like, no, this show is amazing. And then the, the rest of us were like, uh-huh, yeah. Where have you been? <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah, because it was, it was on Nickelodeon from like 2005 to 2008. And then there was a movie that oh, apparently geez. was really bad in like 2010. Um, it is. We don't talk about that. Okay, we don't fine. talk about it's that. Okay. <laughs> but then yeah, just last year. We don't year, have to bring that up. Other okay, than we, just w- we won't mention recognize. it again. <laughs> Let's Thank you. It's done. Okay, so, but then last year on Netflix was like May 2020. It came on Netflix and there's been this huge resurgence and that's when I got into it. And I think they're going to make a new movie, which is out in like another year or two. They're um, going to make a live action series for Netflix. Okay, But also okay, cool. the creators stepped away from that project and they're making their own uh, full-on avatar studios to create new projects and a Ooh. movie and other stuff with that. Okay. So I know there's... There's a bunch of stuff coming for the Avatar. So this is a good time to get into to Avatar if you haven't gotten into it before. Oh yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming. That's cool. Now, how did how did you get into it? Did you watch it as a kid? Oh, you know I did. Okay, I was. I'm. (laughs) 
I was and am a huge fan of animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just overall, I, I just think it's one of the most beautiful art forms and it's constantly overlooked for its, uh, taboo treating as a, as like a kid's medium, but truly mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's something that could truly elevate emotion. I love animation so much, mm-hmm. but I watched it. The, I actually saw the first episode on the premiere and this is a really funny story because, uh, my parents took me to like a family friend's house. This is, these are like a family that I, I actually don't remember. I don't <laughs> speak to anymore, but I remember that me and that the 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 family friends kids kind of looked at each other it was like so do you i heard avatars coming out do you want to watch it do you want to yeah yeah and then we just <laughs> ran into the room we turned on and we watched the the two-part first episode uh boy in the iceberg together yeah, uh-huh. and that episode just whew, that sent me i that's was awesome. i was hooked the moment the moment i watched it oh that's but, cool that's cool and then have you watched it again as an adult Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. It's, it's only, it's only aged well. It's Mm -hmm. such, it's honestly one of the best TV shows out there, period. Honestly, for all all of its well-written stories, Mm -hmm. characters and overarching themes and character arcs. Like it's one of the only TV shows that I can genuinely look at and say every episode had a purpose. Yeah. Uh Every episode had its purpose moving forward, either with a character or a story and leading somewhere mm-hmm. except for except for the, the the great divide we we all i think everybody agrees that the great divide was just there for fun season <laughs> we can we can look over it but that's yeah. okay so uh, i feel like every once in a while there's a piece of art that is like made for kids but is also like just as valuable for adults like i think some disney movies maybe like inside out might fall in that category um maybe like uh, shrek is like made for kids but it's just as much made for adults you know oh, shrek was not um, made for kids you watch shrek <laughs> well i think i, think, I had to i had to yeah. wake up for a second i watched shrek uh later on because we used to watch it all the time uh-huh. in, in classrooms and then i watched it uh I think my cousin was like, have you watched Shrek again recently? Mm-hmm. Back when we were in high school and I was like, no, what, what do you mean? Uh-huh. Like, watch Shrek again. And then I did. <laughs> and then I just, I couldn't stop. And it became just like the best thing ever. That's, yeah. Well, I think Avatar is like that where it's, it's even better than Shrek. It's something that is like a kid can totally appreciate and an adult can totally appreciate it. So for people who aren't familiar with Avatar at all, I got some pictures here. Let's throw them up there, Colleen. Um, so basically the premise is it's, it's very much steeped in kind of, kind of Eastern Asian lore. Uh, so, uh, in like the, there's four different basically magic types, earth, air, fire, and water, the four kind of classical elements and each yeah, the four nations. Yeah. And there's a four, each nation uses a different type of magic. And then, but there, each generation, there's one avatar who has to learn to use all four and he's supposed to kind of hold the world in balance. And in the first episode, uh, we learned that the avatar who was this young boy, Ang had disappeared for a hundred years. And in that time, things had gotten out of balance. The fire nation had taken over and was trying to take over the world. And so Ang is rediscovered by these water nation, uh, brother and sister, Katara and Sokka. And then the three of them have to try to go on this journey to help Ang discover his destiny and, you know, basically bring balance to the world. And over these three seasons, he has to learn the different bending types and there's all, all sorts of different, you know, new characters and, that you learn. And not and, only that, yeah. face off against the impending fire nation. That's like mm-hmm. uh, just constantly taking over and trying to absolutely conquer the entirety of the world yeah. under the fire nation rule. Mm-hmm. So there was like originally that, uh, that huge like antagonist force yeah. to look forward to mm-hmm. as well. 
because eventually you realize like oh this little fun 12 year old boy is gonna have to face off against the fire lord yes you Uh don't see you don't get to see him he's masterly voiced by mark hamill in the shadows oh i didn't even realize he's mark hamill that's cool oh that is my favorite thing to do. I, I did that to my sisters and they looked at me for like a solid 10 minutes in awe. That's uh, that's Mark Hamill, prolific voice actor and Luke Skywalker extraordinaire. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, people are always surprised when they find out like, oh, he was the voice of the Joker and all of those Batman things. And um, But I, I didn't know he did the voice acting in this. I know that he was a, he's a famous voice actor, but I, in addition to most people know him from Star Wars, but I didn't know he did this. That's cool. I'm going to have to watch some episodes mm-hmm. now and, and listen for for him. Um, oh, so let's, great. let's just kind of go character by character and kind of, kind of talk about the character and maybe, maybe what we can learn. Like what would, what would a kid learn watching this? What would a, would a, an adult learn watching this? So with Ang, what would you say is like his, like what's his, his struggle? What's his conflict? What as a character was he? Oh my goodness. Trying to I love, him? I love Ang so much. His, his biggest, uh, struggle was definitely, especially in that first, uh, season, but then going into even just deeper uh, like ideas of it was responsibility mm. was this overwhelming weight of the world because with air nomads they're very like free living open and gentle people they really kind of go with the flow and they mm-hmm. have this they live in these air temples and they they just have such peaceful free lives mm-hmm. and so and ang became a master which you can tell by his his tattoos mm-hmm. at a very young age he was able yeah. to master every single one of the airbending styles and then he created his own style which was uh uh what was it what was it called it was the thing where he rides the on the ball surfing. yes yeah, yes yeah, he, he invented that oh, no one else cool. invented yeah. that that's how kind of he was a prodigy mm-hmm. so him realizing he was the avatar and dealing with that responsibility of being grounded in that was mm-hmm. terrifying. And you see him deal with all these forms of responsibility and dealing with the world being an air nomad in, in everything and, and learning that responsibility and change and the grounded weight of the world can be heavy, but you can face it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and my, another, I think uh, another really important, cause he goes through it all. He has like the, the denial and even in season three he has the full like uh nightmare of uh scene where he's like oh no i have to face the fire lord and he has like one of those college kid like uh nightmare nights where he's like i can't sleep the stress is here Uh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna cram i'm just gonna cram for the test (laughs) nothing bad's gonna happen uh but i think one of his best growing moments was when he uh met uh guru patka in the second i believe that's his name I, it's yeah, been a while yeah. i know the, the, the guru where he has to he helps him like figure out there's like these four or five different chakras and he has to like mm. they all have to like different different detachments like he has to the banana onion smoothie it was great but like it, <laughs> but it was yeah it was that sense of of de- of making the decisions towards what what his, him being the avatar was responsible for mm-hmm. and having to take responsibility for that, but also being true to himself. Well, and and finding that balance was, oh, I love him so much. Yeah, he gets, well, and, and he was, he's racked with guilt because he, he kind of didn't want to be the avatar, right? He was, he's a 12 year old boy and they're like, Hey, you're like the most important person in the world right now. And he ends up running away. And then he wakes up a hundred years later in an iceberg and finds out that, you know, the fire nation has taken over and killed like his whole nation. And now he's got this incredible, 
a task that seems way over his head. He's got to learn all this stuff. He's got to, you know, fight adults. He's got to be like the, the ambassador, this connection to the spirit world. He's, and, um, then he gets to the guru who's like, you gotta, you gotta have detachment from all these worldly things. And of course, by this point, mm-hmm. he and Katara, he's, he's kind of fallen mm-hmm. in love with Katara and the, oh, guru, hard time. the guru is like, even her, you have to be detached from even, even her. And he, he can't do it, but I, it just, it just makes me think of in our own lives, the different things that are blocked with us, within us spiritually and psychologically. Like if you, if, if I've gone through a trauma when I was younger, or even I made some bad decisions that now I feel shame and guilt for, I never, I never reconciled with the people I needed to reconcile with that becomes like a block in my life. It becomes a block to my maturity as a person that is hard for me to move through and move into my destiny that God has for me until Mm. I deal with that thing, you know? And I I feel like that's, that's a lesson for Aang is he's, he's, he's got to go back, deal with his past, deal with his grief from losing the other air nation people, deal with his shame from having abandoned them, um, deal with this weight of the responsibility of the world. And you see step by step, episode by episode, really, Relationship by relationship, because a lot of it happens through his friendship with Katara and, and Sokka and other people, mentors who look out to him, look out for him is they help him kind of put down these burdens one at a time. You know? And Anne could be selfish sometimes. Yeah, like he sure. can be a little selfish throughout the episodes, which I I, I know some people I've, I've talked to have been like, ah, sometimes I feel like they just did that for the episode. I was like, no, I, I think that's in Ang's character to yeah. be frightened of change and frightened of. Uh, new things that can come and want some form of stability within his whatever he has. Yeah. At, at while he's going through this entire journey, and that's what but, makes him a relatable character. But he learns. Yeah, he absolutely. It, it does, and it's so great to watch him learn. I, I wanted to bring up one more of the chakras. Yeah, go right ahead, quick, because I, I realized we talked about his fear of the responsibility, but I wanted to talk about uh, Ang's rage. Oh yeah, that comes out a few times, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's really important. Because I know a lot of people, anger, I think, is a very hard emotion for a lot of people to feel sometimes because mm. sometimes when you're when you're in it, you feel entitled to it and you let it out. And yeah. honestly, sometimes, especially uh, watching, I, I it's very cathartic mm-hmm. to like watch it, especially and sometimes a little uh, what is it romanticized? Yeah, a little bit for better or for worse sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but. In when he goes to the to that chakra state where he has to reconcile with that, he it, it goes and it flashes to all the times he's like heard people during like when he had to find Appa and when he found the Air Nomad temple destroyed and he found the skeleton of oh, <laughs> the skeleton of his teacher yeah, like uh-huh. long lost. I was like, ah, oh, it's so much. And mm-hmm. he sees all of the rage he he thought and his one line is like, I hurt so many people, and the guru just responds like, yes. You got to accept that uh-huh. you have to come to terms with the fact that you have hurt people, Yeah, mm-hmm. but also learn to forgive yourself mm-hmm. so that it, you can work past it. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think that's one that's kind of overlooked sometimes Yeah, uh-huh. in, yeah. in the whole grand scheme of thing. But I think mm-hmm. that's so important. And I, I think it's overlooked because Aang is such a forgivable and kind person, but that's yeah, just to show level, you like lovable 12 year old, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, remind, remind me your, your faith background, you're a Coptic. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah. I'm a Coptic Christian. That's great. So, yeah, so I'm 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 Catholic, Roman Catholic, and um, so we have uh, the sacrament of confession, reconciliation. I don't know you guys have have anything like that. Um, we also have confession okay. and uh, repentance. Okay, yes. cool. I, I thought so. So, but anyway, I I just know from my own life of times when I've been that person that's been a rage ball or a lust ball or whatever sort of ball, you know, (laughs) selfish, whatever it is like having someone like the guru or, you know, a priest, a spiritual advisor, a mentor, even, even just a friend to go to, um, especially in the sacrament is like those, like, that's where your burdens come off for for me. Like that's where I've Mm -hmm. like found so much freedom where my chakras have been unblocked, you know, and I've been able to move (laughs) past some stuff, you know? Um, so I just, I think that's so important that we don't, that we deal with stuff, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes it's easy for Christians to over spiritualize our shame and over spiritualize our, our trauma and just be like, I'll just pray about it. But sometimes it takes real work, right? Yeah, you should pray about it. But it also takes like talking to the person and like sometimes things need to be said. Like reconciliation needs to happen out loud sometimes in relationships. So Coming from a kid with a lot of anger issues growing Mm -hmm. up, like I had a lot of pent up energies and emotions that I I didn't know how to to deal with. Mm -hmm. And it was frustrating because I all I remember from like the youth of my life is there just being a lot of emotional chaos and Mm -hmm. not knowing how to deal with that. And it wasn't until like later in my life that I, I realized like there are two parts of that. There's me, the emotions that I'm feeling. Uh-huh. And then there are the other people. Like I, I, there is a certain point where I think spiritual balance is so important. But I think people with that balance comes like the earthly plane where we are. Yeah. It's so important to find that spiritual balance with yourself and that relationship you have with God. But at the same time, you have to realize like when you hurt someone – that's not just between you and God. It's between yeah. you and God and the person yes. you hurt. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have uh-huh. to recognize that the person mm-hmm. that that's there and the people that are around you. There, there is that sort of empathy that I I wish would be recognized and and further delved to in our in our mm-hmm. common Christianity throughout the world. Right yes, now. and there's the I, what you're thinking. What you're making me think of is the the parable where Jesus says, you know, or it's not a parable. It's just a saying of Jesus where he says, if you're bringing your gift to the altar and on the way you remember that your neighbor has a grievance with you leave your gift where it is, go and be reconciled and then bring your gift to the altar. And I feel like that's woven through the gospel message is it's not just a me and God. It's a we in God. Like Jesus says, the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, mind and strength, but also love your neighbor as yourself. In the, in the first letter of John, he says, how can you say you love God who you have not seen when you hate your brother who you have seen? Like it has to be connected it's 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 a both and it's the horizontal and the vertical um yeah absolutely and uh i don't know if you can see what's on the screen right here but we're talking about redemption which means we have to talk about like one of my favorite characters ever in anything <laughs> so. oh my goodness yep here we go okay this you want me is... to start or you want to start please no no no. you go you go, okay you go. so just zuko just kind of uh, started off at, for me i'm just kind of all right this kid's kind of a punk you know he's kind of angry um but then slowly you start to see like oh he has some humanity. And then you, and then Iroh, his uncle, who's like his mentor through the whole thing, like is patient with him and patient with him. And slowly you start to see like one little change, one little chink in the wall, another little chink in the wall. And at first he's, he, he starts to do some of the right things, but it's for the wrong reasons. You know, he becomes the blue spirit, uh, to rescue Ang, but it's only because he wants to be the one to catch Ang. But then he makes a connection with Ang, and then, you know, things start to fall apart for him and he has, you know, so 
anyway, I just, I just love his arc and it's so, it's such a believable redemption arc and because they take their time, yes, they take they their time and take their time. Yeah. And it's, it's well paced mm-hmm. and you have the character like I- Iroh, who's, uh, I call it I, uh, the, the, the Yoda technique <laughs> where they downplay a certain character who genuinely in the writer's room, they know has a lot, just so much more going on. The wisdom, the age, the experience, the skill mm-hmm. that they don't. Because the entire first season, it's like, oh, nephew, tea. <laughs> yes. <just> drinking tea. <laughs> That's all I care about. Look at this Fuglehorn. This yeah. is great. We should get this on a deal. Uh-huh. But it's supposed to show that kind of like I, uh, Uncle Iroh's relationship to Zuko is so important. Because mm-hmm. you could tell that it's 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 difficult. Like, it's difficult to, like, give all that love to someone who can, like, so easily push you off. But if you treat it as, like, kind of like water flowing off the, the back of a duck, mm-hmm. I can't remember where that came from. But I, I don't know if it was from the show or from something else. But, I remember something about uh, that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but his his love, because he can see the good in Zuko and he yes. knows the harshness of the family that they both come from mm-hmm. on them. And I think he also realizes the the sins of his past yeah. weigh like on him. So he's like, no, this is, this is where I can do the most good by, yeah. by saving like the last remnants of my nephew is also a, a, a reminder of what I lost when I lost my son. Yeah. That is, Oh, that's so right, Cause like he so was, good. he was a general in the fire nation army and he was attacking bossing say, which is the, like the earth kingdom city. And like in the battle, his son he died. Was close. Yeah, he almost he almost did it. Uh-huh. Like, but then, like his son uh, died in the battle. Is that how it died? His son, I can't remember if his son died in that battle or mm-hmm. he died in a separate occasion. But his son mm-hmm. did die. Yeah, and so then that and that starts kind of him just, self reflecting. Packed up. Yeah, I, it, it was like a they they talk about it as like he just left. Mm-hmm. And I think is that's exactly what happened. I don't think it was a it was just pure grief and realization of like oh this isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. This idea of conquering this is just it's pointless remind me in the fear of death there's a moment when zuko parts ways with iroh but i'm I'm having trouble remember do you remember like what what that was about like why zuko left and what what that conversation was do you remember it was literally because he he was annoyed with his uncle he was in his very (laughs) angsty stage of like i Uh need to i need to do better if i can catch the avatar and and iroh is just like no let's just enjoy life we can survive look Mm -hmm. i've made some tea from these leaves and now i have a rash everything's good (laughs) and at that point zuko's like nope i'm good i stole this horse from a family that helped Uh us and i'm peacing out you're Mm -hmm. weighing me down uncle bye and then the next time they see each other is oh man it hurts so much when i think about it Mm -hmm. because it's when azula shows up to be tracking the avatar and they can't shake her off Mm -hmm. and it also shows how much of a threat she is because usually yeah yeah zuko they could like throw off once an episode they're Mm -hmm. like oh we're good azula wears them and their newly additioned uh character top yeah uh down for the entire episode to the point where it takes everybody Every bending style and Sokka's boomerang to like <laughs> even kind of throw her off. But right before she does, uh, and, and that's where Zuko and Iroh reunite. And uh-huh. there's a moment where they see each other and they see who they're with. Everybody's connected. And there's that moment of hesitation that Azula takes. Mm-hmm. And then she strikes Iroh with a lightning blast and Zuko just loses it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so heartbreaking to watch his full on regret of like, 
Oh, I shouldn't have left. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's my uncle. Oh no! Ah, yeah. It just goes through all the levels. It's so first, first of I'm all, Az- Azula is just like crazy pants, and I think she's written so well as like. You, you kind of see with, I, I think, I, so I worked as a Catholic high school teacher for a long time. So I've, I've mm-hmm. worked with a lot of teenagers and uh-huh. I think this show does teenagers really well. There's that episode where they're all on the Island together, like all the fire nation, uh, teenagers. And they're like in the, in their swimsuits and they're like trying to flirt with each other. And it's like Ember super Island. awkward. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is like one of the best representations of like what being an awkward teenager. It's like, and everybody's trying to be cool. But anyway, that's kind of a side point. What I was, I was getting at is you see with yes. Zuko and Azula, they're two children of an abusive father of, Very a, much of, so, of yes. a father that did not give them the love that they should have received. And I've seen this so often in my students is uh, when that happens, people tend to go one of two ways. They tend to. And, yeah. And yeah. it's represented with the siblings. Exactly. So either it's like Azula where you take your pain out on other people and you're, you're hurting other people or with Zuko, like you wrestle with that pain and you get to a point where you're like, no, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to go a different direction. And, and, and it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. But I think the key for Zuko is that even though Fire Lord Ozai, his father, was not a good father, he had Iroh. He had Iroh. And mm-hmm. I, I wrote down that reconciliation scene that they have. Do you remember the scene where uh, Zuko says, how can you forgive me so easily? And Iroh says, I was never angry. I was sad because I was afra- afraid you had you lost, lost your, your way. way. And just like, mm-hmm. I was like, I normally like watch shows while I'm working out in my basement. I have like some weights down there. And I was like mm-hmm. weeping while I'm like <laughs> watching this show. And my daughter's there like hanging out, like playing with her toys. Like, what's wrong, daddy? And I'm just like, it's so beautiful. It's fine. Yeah. It's just, he didn't lose his way. It's uh-huh. fine. I feel like that that's what I want to like. I know at some point with my kids, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. I know at some point they're going to screw up, you know, cause kids screw up at some point and everybody screws up. Yeah. And I like, I want to be uncle Iroh. I want to, I want to be able to say like, and I'm preparing myself for this moment because I know it'll happen at some point. like, I wasn't sad. I, I wasn't, I wasn't angry. I was just sad. I was afraid that you had lost your way, but like, welcome back. And like what it reminds me of in scripture is prodigal son, the prodigal son. Exactly. You read, my I got you. it's exactly the prodigal son. Yeah. Dude, the first fandom I got into was the Bible. I read that. I didn't read it, but I you said I the first the fandom you got translation. into was the Bible. It was. And it, I, I <laughs> that's awesome. not to, not to speak sacrilege, but I feel no, like that's, that's very tweetable. I think you should tweet sometimes. that. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who talk about it and, uh, there's a lot of like people who are really into it and there's a uh-huh. lot of gatekeepers and they kind of, oh, yeah. some people who don't make the rest of us look good and it's, it's very hard. <laughs> so it's, it's, we have our own fandom. That's it's, true. I've never thought about it that way, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> but, but you're right. It's that kind of representation of that caring individual. Yeah. And I think it's so important with Zuko and I know we're trying to focus on Zuko, mm-hmm. but with Azula, <laughs> I think it's also important because at any point that this show could have done what other shows, even adult shows do. Like I always think about Game of Thrones and how at some point the writers just genuinely gave up on Mm -hmm. certain points. And even though it was a show for adults and it was complicated, they really just made these cookie cutter characters Mm -hmm. that just show up, do their thing and then go out Mm -hmm. like as if, as if nothing, nothing would have changed with or without their inclusion. And just because they either curse or there's some, uh, 
sexual implications. It's like, oh, it's adult. It's so complex uh-huh. and, and mature. I was like, no, it's just bad writing. There's <laughs> no like you can't you can't quantify something just because certain things happen. It's like, oh, yeah. this is good and mm-hmm. this is for kids. It's like, no, 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 no. There's a certain level of awareness and writing that it takes, and you can see that because any other show would have just made Azula a bad guy. Uh-huh. And to an extent she is, mm-hmm. but you genuinely see in that Ember Islands episode, in her relationship with mm-hmm. uh, Ty Lee and May, mm-hmm. and that final episode where she actually gets everything she wants, that yeah. she's hurting and she's alone. And all she wanted to do was be so good that she'd earn, she wanted to be so good that people could look at her and just be proud of her. But she went in such a harsh and malicious way that mm-hmm. she pushed everybody else away yeah. to the point that she was alone. Yeah, and I think and you're right. She was, she was she was seeking like love and approval, but just in the in the wrong way, you know. In her exactly. in her woundedness, she was acting out and 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 pushing people away. I think you're you're absolutely right. The way th- that she talks about how her mother <laughs> sees her and how much I think she wanted her mother's affection, the way that she gave it to Zuko because Zuko yeah. was like always this kind and she was uh, Zuko was just genuinely like a kid and he mm-hmm. was just like yeah I love everything and his mother would uh, love him so much and Azula was just left to be this fire lord prodigy yeah. who mm-hmm. was just tactile and efficient and her father was proud but she wanted that softness and kindness but the only way she knew how to get it was to mm-hmm. lash out Yeah, and, and I- it was it's it's so smart it's just so well thought of and it's not complicated mm-hmm it's just, it, it just took effort. That's yeah, all it did. It, it just took it, a little did. effort well, in, into caring for the characters. And in having, again, having taught a bunch of teenagers over the years, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of Azulas. And what I mean by that is children who try to excel at XYZ because they think if they do that, then I will get approval from my parents or from my friends or from the world, or maybe they don't even know what. Like if I excel at sports, that's going to be the thing. If I excel at, at, at academics or dance or whatever, because, you know, parents want the best for their kids. But a lot of times they, 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 they it, it, the message that the kid receives is love for me. Someone loving me is dependent upon my performance in X area. And oh, if I do this good, yeah, then I'll earn the love. Then I'll earn the there love. Is, that's they, they, they feel like they need to earn or they need to deserve Mm-hmm. some form of affection or else they're unworthy. Yeah, but it's grace. There's so Real much love of that is grace. fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Real love is grace. It's uh, freely given. And and so as a as a as a father, uh, you know, I freak out about that. I'm screwing up my kids all the time. And like I got some very wise advice that I've mentioned on this show before um from uh a, a an older father uh who who I was talking with and he said, um yes, you're going to mess up your kids in some ways just because you're messed up and you're all, you know, there's no perfect father, but make sure they do know there's no perfect earthly father, but make sure they know the perfect father. Because if you help them develop a relationship with the father, God in heaven, like then they're going to be able to deal with any, anything that you gave them, like try to love them the best you can as your earthly father. But 
pass on that, that even in my failings, even in my woundedness, like there is a perfect father that I'm just, I'm just trying to show you a little bit of his love that he has for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I know in my own life, my parents are great, but you know, like my, my parents aren't perfect. And it's been through developing a, a prayer life and developing a relationship with God that has, has healed some real woundedness in, in my heart and allowed me to, to move past that. So I think, you know, Zook, I, Iroh was that for Zuko. And I wonder what would have happened if Azula had had somebody like that you know um i uh, just the last yeah, bit i ahead. wanted to mention that because you talked about like the father like affecting the kids as as a kid i remember when i was younger i i really wanted to and in my mind i blamed a lot of my like issues to, mm-hmm. with with like oh it's because ah oh, it was my parents mm-hmm. did this wrong and that's yeah. why i'm like this but it wasn't <laughs> until like later uh when I, when I started growing up that I realized like, sure, my parents have that effect. Like they, they raised me and there are certain things here and there that, uh, that might've affected me in a certain way. But at the Mm. end of the day, I am my own person. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of things, uh, some, some things that certain that people sometimes either forget or they're so bogged down by a lot of hurt that it's sometimes lost, but we are our own people to, to an extent you could be sometimes maybe the perfect parent in the world. Yeah. But your your kid is still their own person. They're mm-hmm. to that extent, they're always they're not who their genealogy is. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are them. Yeah. And that's know. that that individuality, that spirituality that can define them throughout. And that's that's what made Zuko so defining. Mm-hmm. And that's why Iroh was so very resilient, wanted to see him grow because he knew he wasn't his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't what his family had made him to be, not the scar that was gashed onto him. Yes. He was his own person. So he mm-hmm. always, and it was never even a push. He was just there as the reminder yeah. that you could be so much more than mm-hmm. what you think you're scarred to be. Yeah. I love what you said. It's not, it wasn't a push like it. And so, so often I feel like the church gets this wrong. Is that like loving people is not like a pushy thing. It's like, it's like an open arm invitation. Um, yeah. And it's, I just, it's, I, it's, I love that. It, <clears throat> It's like how, how Christ is symbolized with his arms open. Yes. It's not mm-hmm. like a pull. He's not like, ah, get over here, like scorpion. Like, you know, he's got his arms open wide and it's a hug. Yeah. It's uh-huh. welcoming. Yes, absolutely. That's, but but yeah, uh, Zuko's very good. And Zuko's I, I just, love um, what, what you were saying about how Zuko made a choice. And like there's that phrase, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And that may be true. You may have a lot of things from your parents, but there's a difference between us and apples like – at, we are the sort of apple that can get up and like walk away and like decide to become a different sort of tree than we fell from. Like we can decide to bear different fruit for us and for our children and our communities than was born in our life through our children, especially, you know, through the grace of God. Like we can, we can change. We don't have to be the same that we were. Um, I, I, we, we, we're close to out of time, but we need to talk about Qatar and Sokka because there's yes, such a yes. good brother sister. I'm so pair. sorry. So, yes. No, no, no. You're, this is, this is great. I love all this, but we need to, let, let's talk about them because they're also dealing with grief. They're also feeling, dealing with, with trauma. Oh, constantly. Yeah. A different sort of absence. My mother figure. was killed by the fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my father constantly. has been off fighting this war and I haven't seen him in years. Mm-hmm. There, Qatar uh, is genuinely one, one of the characters that I think is overlooked for growing the most. Yeah. Just overall from this very like wide eyed bright kid to this genuine like tactician warrior, like 
understanding of like not only that like an empathy towards people mm-hmm. like there was a point where she didn't know how to waterbend to becoming one of the most prolific waterbenders in the entire series yeah uh-huh. she her tenacity constantly mm-hmm. is so inspiring and i think yeah. because it's so frequent it's it's taken as a given yeah but it's it's Ah, she's just so cool. Well, and she and, also deals with her own anger issues. Like there's that whole arc in the third season of they find the guy who killed her mother the guy. and she wants revenge and Aang's like, no. And Zuko's like, I'll take you to go kill him. <laughs> and she has to decide. And the choice is kind of like, you know. Oh, uh, but that was so, I, I remember watching that. and I was like, oh no, the obvious choice, because there, there's a certain point where it's like, you know, the right choice, you know, the good guy's mm-hmm. going to win in the end, but it's, it's about the journey. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that, that kind of miss out on the understanding of uh, the the empathy towards grief yeah because they skip to the end it's like oh no you just get over it. it's like no no no, <laughs> no. these are feelings no, you gotta this sit in a puzzle it. piece <laughs> yeah you gotta walk and through it yeah although ang this was like to an extent technically right and even katara came to understand that mm-hmm. in the end she was like look i didn't kill him but it doesn't mean i have to forgive him and there was a certain point even before they got to that that zuko understood he was like yeah no no, no she needs to she needs to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's something a lot of people forget to, that's the step that you need to take, which yeah. is facing it and dealing with it. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, that's just repression. Yeah. That's repressing the hard grief feelings. Mm-hmm. And Katara might've gone in with harsh intentions, but she, I think Zuko knew and Ang, which is why he let her go and steal Appa for a sec. Yeah. He's like, uh-huh. okay, you're going to just, just jack my ride. Okay, no worries. Uh, back by ten, please. No scratches. So we, uh, we, did, we did an episode a few months ago on WandaVision and talk. We talked a lot about grief. Yeah. Oh. So, so anyway, if you if you want more about grief, uh, go watch WandaVision. But basically, we we talked about how Jesus says, "Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted." It's like you have to mourn first. You have to let yourself mourn. Like that seems like a backwards thing to say. Blessed are those who mourn because it means you've lost something. You've lost someone valuable, but you have to sit in it. You have to walk it's, through it. You you can't. It's not a weakness. Yeah. It's, it's not a weakness. It's, it's feeling. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, and Christianity is, is not grief. A, it's it, not love persevering. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, say that again. Say that again. Say it again. What is grief if not love persevering? Exactly. That's from, that's from one. What a Very line. Good. What a line. Yeah. What a line. So if you want more about that, go watch the WandaVision episode. <laughs> cool. I'm so, just, yes. um, so we're running a little short on time, which, which is fine. I've loved this conversation. I was, I was, I was thinking we were going to go a whole other direction. I was, I, I, one of the courses I taught for a long time was ethics and mm-hmm. I would love to like teach a course on ethics just by watching this show. Cause they talk about like just war. They talk about human dignity. There's like mm-hmm. racism and cultural appropriation oh and, yes. and different religions and like genocide and war. Like it's, it's capital punishment. Like you could, you could do a total Catholic social teaching class just on Avatar, the last airbender. Um, but uh, I, we really focused on the relationships and the characters. And I, anyway, I'm really, I'm really happy for where I, this conversation went. So thank you for that. <laughs> of course. No, I'm sorry. I should have warned you. I mean, I feel like I did, like with all the nerdy awareness. Like <laughs> I, I love this stuff. I could talk upon hours in this. I should have consolidated. Awesome. No, this, is, this, this, this was perfect. This, this was perfect. So um, if you haven't watched Avatar, go watch Avatar. Even if you're an adult, even if you don't think you'll like a cartoon or anime, get over yourself like I did and watch it. I promise you like if it. I could say something about yeah, about anime, because this is this is a uh, this is an American production. It's mm-hmm. not technically anime, yeah, which uh-huh. my roommates have fought on me with fought me with like yeah. constantly, uh-huh. even yeah. though it's 
it's it's it's inspired by the eastern style of animation yeah. with that mm-hmm. big expressions but you could tell that uh most of it is based on on American animation because you can yeah. see the way that the bodies move. It. Yeah, I'm getting into the, into the specifics. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it is an American uh, animated show. But I think they took the awareness and the topics that a lot of Eastern uh, show uh, animes animations and anime talk about because anime, even though it's very big, boisterous, and over the top, deal with a lot of amazingly deep and strong topics Mm -hmm. like most most anime deal with depression yeah loss uh like a found family uh close companionship very strong and honestly extreme emotions one of one of my favorite shows that that came out recently is a show called demon slayer Mm, i've heard recommended for the common audience it's Uh it's that one's especially uh, adult, specifically with the violence and mm-hmm. the and the themes. It deals with demons, but mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's a show primarily about a brother trying to save his sister. Mm-hmm. And the way that anime portrays these emotions at such an extreme almost elevates mm-hmm. all these feelings that they have to this extreme. Mm-hmm. And it really it 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 uh what's the what's the word it translates extremely well nice. to like all audiences which is why i think it's so popular now not uh-huh. because it's for kids but because it it communicates yeah mm-hmm. you don't have to be a kid or an adult to understand the feelings of pain loss mm-hmm. resolve yeah strength and courage like yeah when those emotions and uh themes are presented well they just read yeah, and they, they, they sit. And mm-hmm. I, I genuinely wish a lot of people would reconsider when looking at mm-hmm. either uh, anything animated before mm-hmm. they're so quick to judge yeah, because they might like, find a mm-hmm. lot of themselves in it. Yeah, I agree. More and I, than they could have even realized. And, and I would say if, if you are someone who has kids and you want an, a show that you want to watch with your kids and talk about with your kids avatar is like the perfect thing there's so many lessons that you could talk about oh my and, goodness. and be fun they'll for enjoy it because it's pretty you'll yeah. enjoy it because you're like wow this is smart it's it's just mm-hmm. good it's just one of the best shows ever created i, agree. I promise you will I not agree. you will not regret it all right luke so uh if people want to know more about you and what you what you're up to uh where should where should they look uh oh geez. Web, website social media <sighs> Um, I'm, I'm on, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, right. uh, dimwitted cool. Dimian. I'm, <laughs> I don't do much. I, okay. I, I just kind of sit around. I, I, I do nerdy stuff with my friends mm-hmm. and I'm also on a show called the chosen. Yep. No big deal. It's whatever. Yeah. And we're excited. Uh, we're excited for uh season three, which is in production now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're unsure. Okay. Have you talked to Dallas yet? I think he could give you okay. more of a heads up. Well, I have not talked to Dallas. So. Yeah, you don't just, have to. Just, just I don't want you to get in him. trouble by saying anything that you're not supposed to say. So. No worries. Just guys, just spam him. Eventually, he'll break and just okay. make the season. It's okay. All just, right, just cool. hit him with all the emails. Awesome. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, would you mind if we close in prayer? Of course. Awesome. Let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father who loves us so much with a, a, a welcoming and not, not a pushing love, not that doesn't force our will, but accepts us back immediately. Um, that, that, um, 
his mercy is greater than any anger or any wrath. He just welcomes us back. He wants us on the right path, Lord. Uh, We just thank you so much for your goodness to us. And we ask that you would help us to deal with the wounds and the traumas in our own hearts, any shame from things that we've done, Lord. We ask that you draw us to you. And if there's any person in our life that can help us with that process or anyone in our life that we can help with that process, Lord, we give you permission to connect us with that person, help those conversations to happen so that we can reconcile We can make the path, the walk back to you and experience that healing and that freedom. In your name we pray, amen. Luke, thank you so much for this time. I've loved this conversation and uh, thanks for just taking some time out. It's been wonderful. Of course. This has been great. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, all you viewers and listeners of this show. Uh, If you enjoyed this show, please send it to someone that you think you would like it. Take a screenshot or send them a link if they're an Avatar fan or you just think they'd like this conversation. Or if they're a chosen fan, uh, give us a like on YouTube or or Facebook. Uh, Subscribe on your podcast app. And the best way to help us is by going to popculturecatechism.com and becoming a patron. Uh, Find it in your monthly budget or your monthly tithe to pick one of those six giving levels and support this show, support the Awakened Catholic's studio, support show hosts like me uh, and the De La Torre family whose who's, uh, ministry this is their like family mission and it's just a, a beautiful organization doing beautiful things uh, for the kingdom uh, and if you are already a patron of the show you can go to the Awaken app and get exclusive content for this episode. We're going to talk about uh, ships and relationships and should Katara have ended up with Zuko or should Katara have ended up with Aang? We'll talk a little bit about that so definitely check that out in the Awaken app and even if you're not a patron you can get the Awaken app and it's a great Catholic community online Christian community online and uh, there's Christian music, there's uh, a prayer library there and you also have access to all the shows on Awaken and uh, also exclusive content from show hosts like me. So thank you for being with us. We love you. God loves you more.